0: A lot of people don't have the time or even maybe the confidence to go to a march or rally, but they are concerned. What can they do? Looking at the hootenannies and the sing-alongs that Pete Seeger, Arlo Guthrie and them did, they got together and they sang songs at the rallies and marches. I realized that singing and music is a way for people to get together who may not want to participate in other venues.
1: Greetings from cold, snowy Columbia, Maryland, where we're filming Razzle Dazzle Radio. I'm here with my co-host Judy Templeton, and we're trying to keep this warm and fuzzy and give you some hot tips on how to avoid this nasty weather. So we have guests who will take us to the dance floor. We have another guest who's going to talk about a wonderful cause he's producing and celebrating. And it's a joyful time So take out your notebooks and copy down all our tips. I'm going to turn it over to my co-host and co-producer Judy Templeton who's going to start with Buzz Merrick and I look forward to hearing what you have to say.
2: Yay I'm so excited too. Yes we'll give you some tips to stay warm. So the first tip that I'm going to give you is please sign up for more than hope. Okay what is more than hope besides words that we've perhaps want to live by every day. Well, More Than Hope is a fundraiser. And it is a fundraiser for immigrants, for helping refugees, for those seeking asylum. And it is produced with love by Leslie Ebert and Jay Green. And it is a performance of many, many forms of entertainment to include Live guitar by our very old Buzz Merrick, who is here and going to speak to us about it. Art Flamenco, that's flamenco dancing with a live guitarist as well. Dance Alchemy, Drum Doctor Dot, Studio Artemis, to just name a few. And our very own Leslie Ebert will be performing as well. As I said, this is a true labor of love and it happens on February 25th at 5 o'clock at the Owen Brown Interface Center. We will give you some more information and remind you about this at the end, but you must put it on your calendar. I happened to be delighted at this event last year and got to meet Buzz, and he really gets you going. So now I'm going to take you way back in the time machine and ask you if you remember something called Hootenannies. Well, I think I do. But anyway, he brought me back to the 60s because he does some sing alongs and certainly songs of social justice, which of course this event is all about. So, Buzz, let's just start out with how did you meet Leslie and Jay and get involved with this amazing event?
0: Well, thanks. Great to be here and thanks for having me. A couple of years ago, I performed at a place called the Creative Alliance. Every year, they have the big show, mm-hmm. which they invite their members to either display their art or to perform one night when they have the performers get up. One of the songs that I redid the words for called, It's a Pete Seeger song, Which Side Are You On? It was an old Union song from the 1930s, and I mm-hmm. updated the chorus and the words to reflect today's environment. Just before COVID, i become very... Concerned about how our country was classifying different people trying to come to our country, asylum seekers, refugees. There seemed to be a meanness. And what really got me was the babies in cages and Uh and separating families at the border. And I started wondering, what can I do to try to have an impact? And I realized that my music could be that way. And I realized that unlike the 60s, we don't have a soundtrack for the concerns that we have when we go to rallies and marches and things like that. And so when I sang this song at the Creative Alliance, everyone sang along. And the idea was to create a sing-along for social justice. What I find is that most people don't remember more than the first verse in the chorus. (laughs) And then it just kind of dies. So I took 16 songs, I redid some of them, printed it all out, gave it to the audience, and they could sing along. And when... Leslie heard that. She said, I'd like you to come to our event last year, because that's what I want to do now is have some hootenannies, some sing-alongs for social justice, and I think it'd be a lot of fun. So I did one of these last year at the Govins Presbyterian Church up here in Baltimore, and Leslie invited me to do it again here this year on the 25th of February.
2: Now, what attracted you to the More Than Hope performance? I know that you and I had a wonderful conversation about how people do want to help and support but don't know how to do it.
0: That's the thing. A lot of people don't have the time or maybe the confidence to go to a march or a rally, but they are concerned. What can they do? Looking at the hootenannies and the sing-alongs that Pete Seeger, Arlo Guthrie, and them did, they got together and they sang songs at the rallies and marches. I realized that singing and music is a way for people to get together who may not want to participate in other venues. What I like about this fundraiser is people can come and see the culture of another group of people, of several different groups of peoples. And I think the more that we expose ourselves to other people's cultures and their costumes, their language, their art, their music, we become more accustomed to them being a part of our world. And until that happens, we're going to stay in our own separate worlds. And so this, I think, is one way for people to participate who don't want to go to rallies and marches, but also don't want to sit home and feel like they're separate from everyone else. And the nice part is it raises money for an organization that helps Mm -hmm. asylum seekers and refugees and immigrants who are already here.
2: And I love the integration always And we speak about this on our show so many times of social justice, healing, and the arts. I mean, they're all together. They truly are. So this is a wonderful collaboration of that. So let's talk about you for a minute, Buzz, because you have an interesting background. And as you had told me, you're retired 30 years as a computer applications trainer. Yikes. Tell us a little bit about what else you're doing that's connected here. I know that you're doing some open mics.
0: Yeah, well, this year, since I retired, as of January 1st, I taught congratulations. Thank you very <laughs> You'll much. You'll wonder
2: how you ever had time to work. But anyway, go <laughs> yes, ahead. Yes,
0: I've been told that. I, I'm looking forward to it. What really got me is I decided that this is the year since I'm retired, that I would dedicate my music to social justice sing-alongs, and use open mics, open jam sessions to take some of these songs and just introduce them back into our environment. I was really lamenting how we as a nation were putting babies in cages or calling women and children families who are fleeing drug wars, political upheaval, guns and violence. We were declaring them criminals or worse. And there's an anger about the huddled masses yearning to be free that has begun to permeate our land, and I wanted to do something about it, but I'm not a big political activist in Washington, D.C., so what can I do? I believe this is the most important election in our lifetime, and so I want to spend this year using my music to try to affect people and bring them into the consciousness of social change, and this fundraiser is one of, I hope, many. What I'd like to do is, if any of your listeners would like to have somebody host a sing-along You know, we can do a round robin. We can have people from your church join me up on stage. But I think we host these sing-alongs, and I'll provide the book for free. And that way we can share our concern or have more of these more than hope. Again, the more we have a cultural exchange, that reduces that tension. A lot of people who are against people coming here from another country don't know anybody from another country.
2: Well, I like what you're saying. I think we have to have more, more than hope.
3: (laughs) Thank you, Let me jump in
0: here
1: for a second. I congratulate you on your efforts. This is a wonderful thing. And it's so nice that our show is able to bring people in who do these good things and we can share the joy. And we certainly support you in this.
2: Absolutely. So, Buzz, how about you play just a little piece of music to get everybody fired up here and to understand what music does. Let's hear what you have there, Buzz.
0: A song called Somos El Barco.
3: Somos El Barco Somos El mar. Yo Novego and Tuna no Vegas and me We are the boat, we are the sea, I sail in you, you sail in me. The stream sings it to the river, the river sings it to the sea, The sea sings it to the boat, that carries you and me. Somos el barco Somos el bar Yo Novego en ti Tuna Vegas en mi We are the boat We are the sea I sail in you You sail in me With our hopes we set the sails, we face the winds once more, and with our hearts we chart the waters. We've never sailed before, somos el barco, somos el mar, yo no vego en ti, tu no We are the sea. I sail in you. You sail in me. We are the boat. We are the sea. I sail in you.
2: you so much for what you're doing. And just keep doing it. Keep spreading the word. Because you know, it only takes a few concerned citizens. And I didn't say that Margaret Mead did. So let's keep working together for sure. And if there was ever a year for you to sing loud, sing hard, I'd say this is the one too. So again, big praise for everything you're doing. Thank you so much. So our connectors are two dancers that I'm so excited to interview. And their names are John Bauman and Mary Jo Brenner. And if you haven't seen them dance, shame on you because, oh my gosh, they're dancers. I keep waiting to turn on Dancing with the Stars and see you guys there for sure, at least. But anyway... They are just an amazing dancing team, and I have been watching them for a very long time, and they're still going strong, and this is only what they do by night. By day, they have other careers that they're going to talk to us about, so let's get the scoop on John and Mary Joe. Thank you so much, both of you, for coming on our show today. Thank you for having us.
4: Thank you for having us. We're honored to be here.
5: Very much so. Thank you.
2: So let's go head back. So John, I believe you're an economics professor at HCC. Am I correct about that? Yes, that
4: is correct. And
2: how did an economics professor start dancing? Doesn't seem to be in the theme of things in some way. So I guess you got that left and right brain going on. So how did you begin dancing? And then take us to how you and Mary Jo have started dancing together years ago.
4: Well, I started dancing when I was 12. I grew up in Holland, Amsterdam, the Netherlands. And at the time, of course, I was a boy. There weren't that many boys who danced. So my sister was in a dance company and they asked me, uh, Hey, are you interested in doing this? So I joined and I did jazz dancing and uh, hip hop. And so that's how I started. And then when I came to this country, I continued to dance. When I came to the university, of course, while studying economics. And then when I went to the University of Maryland for graduate school, there was a wonderful dance company, Maryland Dance Theater. I remember. Modern <laughs> Dance Company. Yep. So, Larry Warren. Yes, Larry Warren and Anne. And they were so kind to me. And I, I learned so much about modern dance with the company. And then I was with them for about four years, five years, and in those last couple of years, they started to pay me not a lot of money, but I felt real special uh, getting paid, and uh, it was just a really great time. Yeah, so that's kind of how it started, and this is all while I was studying economics. Of course, dancing doesn't make you a lot of money, so I had to do something that was going to pay the bills, and that's why I teach.
2: The old day job versus the night job, right? (laughs) Yes,
4: I love both of them.
2: I know, I know. I've had a beautiful life being able to manage both too. So what about you, Mary Jo? How did you find your way into dance? And John, I did not know that
5: it was such early beginnings that you had. My mom put us in dance classes when I was four, and my sisters followed. And I studied jazz and ballet and tap when I was very, very young. And as I went and moved on to high school, of course, I wanted to do cheerleading so dance kind of went by the wayside for a little while and then in my very early 20s I was at a crossroad in a personal relationship and I said to myself what do you want to do with your life and I had already studied at Penn State and got a teaching degree so that was there but what else did I want to do and I said to myself you've always loved dance you have a passion for dance So I set some goals for myself, and I decided that within one year, I wanted to teach. Within two, I wanted to be performing. And after that, I thought, oh, I'll dabble in choreography if I can. And I just checked all the things off the boxes. And there I was, teaching and also dancing, performing, and choreographing some as well. So are you both teaching now? I'm retired I yeah. taught in Montgomery County, and I taught dance in Montgomery County as well as my other degree, which was what they used to call home economics, child development. And I used to choreograph the shows at the high school
4: level when I was teaching. I'm still teaching at Howard, you're curriculum. still
2: teaching dance? No.
4: So we, we, oh, get, okay. we get we get asked dance. to teach some classes here and there. We're way into ballroom dancing. Nowadays, yes, Argentine Tango, and mostly we get asked to do those classes. But no, my, my official teaching job in economics is at Howard Community College.
2: You used the words I wanted to go into next, ballroom dancing. Okay, so I'm here in both of your backgrounds. You both were fated to dance, okay? I mean, and clearly it's wonderful you had parents that steered you in the right direction early, and you got that early training as well. So how did you find your way into ballroom? which is a quite a different form of dance, I might add, <laughs> than yes. some of your
5: beginnings, particularly the Argentine <laughs> tango. Wow. Uh-uh. I took a class with Lester Holmes at the college, and it was because of Carolyn. She said, Lester will love you, and you should go, and I did. And there were 19 or 20-year-old children I <laughs> there, and then there was John. And, of course, because of our age difference between the younger people, Carolyn and Lester put us together as... Partners, And so we began dancing modern jazz for the first few years. And then John says to me, I'd like to dance forever. And I said, me too. And we had the same goals and motivation. John said, how about Latin and ballroom? And I said, I don't know a thing about it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but because of our dance backgrounds and our alignment, and we had skills that were in place. We jumped in and we started with salsa first because we thought that would be a fun, easier form. And then we went into Argentine tango, which is a much more difficult mm-hmm. style. And then we just immersed ourselves in everything else, cha-cha, rumba, quick step, waltz, so on and so forth.
4: But it started with you, Carolyn, because yes. you put our <laughs> hands together in, in Lester's <laughs> class. And you said, hey, let's do this dance, dance in the old fashioned way which we then performed at a gala. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: So then from there, did you get into competitions? Did you do that kind of dancing as well as performance? We have
5: not done competitions. Many, many people ask us why we don't. And I think it's because I did, had a lot of performing experience. I did the dinner theater circuit, many, many shows, and it was wonderful and I loved it. And John did a lot of performing with Modern Dance. And I think we just said to ourselves, we'd rather be asked to go and do a performance and do our performing that way, and that's what we've done. And m- many places have asked us, and it's been a wonderful opportunity. It's an amazing. I'm so grateful. At this age, I can still dance, and I still have opportunities, and that we have the same goals <laughs> to get better. <laughs> Well, that
2: just brings me to my next question. Are you still performing? So you all are still performing now, right? Occasionally. And Mm -hmm. what kinds of events would they be?
4: We have two ballroom studios that we go to. Hollywood Ballroom in Silver Spring Mm -hmm. and then the Promenade, which is the Baltimore Oh, the
2: Promenade, yes.
4: Yeah, so we've performed there. And, of course, any fundraisers or special events that people... Ask yes, Carolyn, you're raising your hand. Yes. We're happy to do that on this past December, unfortunately, because
5: I was ill. Mary Jo,
4: Yeah, to yes. fail. So we, we were scheduled to perform, but we couldn't do it. Hopefully we can make it up sometime in the future. Yes.
2: Uh, oh, you will. You absolutely. <laughs> will. I'm so amazed. So how long has it been since you've been dancing together?
5: 21 years, right?
2: Wow, time flush when we're having fun, all because Carolyn yes. told you to hold each other's hand. Check it out. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's beautiful. It really, really is. Okay, so now let's take a look at the future. So, what do you foresee for the future for anything in your life, and particularly dancing and performing? So, I'll ask you first, John.
4: Yeah, so we're very fortunate that as part of Mary Jo's house, she has almost like a dance studio upstairs, an amazing floor. So we get to rehearse there. We rehearse now three or four times a week. And we just work on our ballroom dances. We video ourselves. We try to get better each time. So our main goal right now is to just keep getting better, enjoy the dancing. When we go out to the ballroom, and we have the, the social dances at night, you know, Saturdays. During the week, we go on Wednesdays. I, I always laugh because even if we don't perform, when Mary Jo goes on the floor, it's a performance. <laughs> I just I just try to keep up with her. Oh, no.
5: Jo, <laughs> <And> fabulous. <laughs> so
4: we have such a good time. And because of our performing background, there are times where... We finish a dance and people start clapping, which, you know, we're just at a ballroom. We're, they're not really supposed to do that. But we're very grateful that they do.
2: That's just beautiful. And I i mean, it still speaks to the same old thing as how did you get good at something? One word, practice. Exactly. So, you know, I mean, that still bears out what you all are doing. Yeah. So what about you, Mary Jo? The question is, is that, yeah,
5: what do you see yourself doing for the future? I see us dancing together, continuing to love to work on new choreography and we love to get better and I see a move and I'll say to John I want to learn how to do this and so at my age I'm just thrilled that I still have that oomph, you know that I want to continue to do it so I see that happening and we've also been going to festivals dance festivals next month we have an Argentine tango festival in Miami that we're going to attend last year we went to a latin festival in portugal which was fabulous and so i see us traveling and doing some of those festivals and whether we perform or teach there or not to be in an environment with other people that are like-minded and like trained is a wonderful thing
2: absolutely and buzz i would definitely talk to jay and leslie and maybe hope that John and Mary Joe could perform next year for the More Than Hope because you all would fit right in, you know, just because it's such a diverse multicultural celebration of the arts. And, of course, when you say the Argentina tango, it just gives me shivers up my spine because it's just so sexy and beautiful and hard to do. So lots of practice on that one for sure. <laughs>
3: Yeah,
0: we'll have some mango well, dancers I hope that you will dancers.
2: absolutely keep going for the next 21 years at least. And right. somehow I believe that the force that you have will continue. It brings to the point, Mary Jo, that another thing we discuss on here all the time is that when you have the arts in your life, you always have somewhere to go. It is the healer. It is the place that when all else is lost, we can go to and it saves us. And so yes. it's a beautiful thing that both of you have used that part of yourselves and grown it to such a great talent and found each other. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Very yes.
5: true.
2: Thank you. So, Buzz, please tell us one more thing that we can hold on to to remember. And I'm going to repeat the More Than Hope fundraiser. February 25th, 5 o'clock at the Owen Brown Interface Center. So give us one more thing to remember it by.
0: I think it's really good to know that, you know, it's going to benefit Luminous Network for New Americans, but also there's other organizations in Howard County that help in this area. There's the Howard County Interface Committee that sponsors two Afghan refugee families. There's Lutheran Immigration Services, the Asylee Mm -hmm. Women's Collective, and Casa, Mm. Maryland. They all help asylum seekers and families as they settle here in Howard County. So there are things you can do, you can donate, you can volunteer for these organizations. You can host a sing-along, hint, hint.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Good, yes, great. We can pull our
0: voices together, at least for a moment, to share the cultural differences that actually make the beauty of the fabric of our nation
2: beautifully stated truly buzz and i just love your idea so you know we're going to use all all that we can to help and to grow and to heal with the arts and i so appreciate all of your efforts and you being on the show today with us
1: well before i comment on irish night with irish dancing i would like to just go back to mary Jo and john for just a second I think, as I said, I'd like to see a movie made about your lives. The other thing, when I think of Mary Jo, right now at Toby's is a chorus line. And I'm mm. if you had considered being in that, you could have been Cassie.
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> well, well, she uh, just
2: gave you the uh, best part ever, Mary Jo. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, <laughs> what a you'll be, Thank you, you'll you. be floating all day on that one.
1: I will. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever think about going back to dinner theater? I know I've seen you at Toby's in performances. Yes, uh,
5: I haven't thought about it seriously, but if somebody were to say, hey, you want to come out and try this? I might. It was another world. It was a wonderful, exciting time of my life when I did theater. And at Toby's, she was fabulous. Maybe one day.
2: (laughs) When opportunity knocks, you know the old story.
1: Every year, the Hoco Polizzo, Howard County Poetry and Literature Society, puts on a show at the college at HCC. This year, Irish Night is February 3rd. Tickets are available. And it's a great night not only to gather with friends and keep warm and snugly together as you clap your hands for a the reader of the Irish prose but it's also a time to see and enjoy real legitimate Irish dancing by the Thielen Irish Dance Company Mm. they are terrific and also the music is authentic and you know what they say about the Irish where all their songs are sad and all their wars are happy or something like that anyway (laughs) I love the Irish okay (laughs) we'll, we'll get more into that later but it is February 3rd mark it down on your calendars
2: And actually, on top of that, when we're talking about some multicultural events, don't forget that Latin Dance Night is on January 27th at good old Busboys and Poets. If you want to find lots of interesting events, start looking up. They are really booking lots of great entertainment up there. And my dear friend Elvira McCullough has organized a once a month Latin Dance Night. I'd love to see you, Mary Joe, and John up there sometime, it would just be great. This has just been fabulous and I've just loved speaking with all of you. And you know, we're we're all here doing the same things. We love what we do, we do what we love and we're putting it to action. We're using it to help others. And so I hope that we can continue that. And I second that emotion, Carolyn. I would love to see a movie on John and Mary Joe And Buzz, I can't wait to hear you play. And let's get you out and about all over to continue that. So until next time, this is Judy Templeton and my co-host, Carolyn Kellerman. It's Razzle Dazzle Radio. Thank you so much. Tune in next time.
1: We are Dragon Podcasts. Connect with us on social media and wherever you listen to your podcasts.